This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am so excited for my conversation today. My guests and I are going to be talking about how loving your life has more to do with your inner dialogue than your outer circumstances and how most of us try to change the outside anyway. And I'm re-bringing on the amazing Syl Reynolds so that we can really dive deep into this topic of transforming from the inside out. So let me tell you a little bit about Syl. Syl is a mother, author, teacher, and a coach for women. She is also proud to call herself an elder and brings 40 years of experience working with women to her coaching and teaching. She has experience as a nurse practitioner, a psychotherapist, and a workshop leader. Syl studied with the renowned Jungian author and analyst Marion Woodman for two decades and graduated from her Body Soul Rhythms training in dream work, archetypal psychology, and the art and science of listening to the wisdom of the body. Syl loves guiding women in reclaiming the rejected parts of themselves so that they can experience their wholeness and therefore create a conscious and authentically lived life. All right, and I am so grateful and just, I just love Syl. (laughs) And I have spent a lot of time with her over the past year and a half. She's been an instrumental teacher and coach to me and really been there to witness the many iterations of me becoming the next version of myself, which I feel like there's been many over the past few years, and it's just been an honor to have her in my court. So we're going to get her on the show in one second, but first I have an announcement that actually involves her too. So everything that we do around here, everything that we do at Plan Simple is about supporting women in dreaming and planning and taking action on the things that matter most to them. And a couple of months ago, I was thinking about how can we serve our audience even deeper than what we we do already? And the idea of soul sessions came to mind. And I decided I really wanted to give a group of women, maybe it's you, a space to tune into your heart's wisdom. 
so that you can plan and design a life that is truly meaningful to you, that really does incorporate what matters most, because some of us are just speeding along at such a rate that we haven't taken the time to really even understand what that is, much less create the space to plan for it, which is a little different kind of planning process. So I invited Syl to share this space with us because I really do believe that every village needs an elder, and she's a particularly wise one. The thing about an elder is that, and and really, really the thing about Syl, is that she's going to come in to remind us how to hone our intuition so that we can stay attuned to knowing the direction that our soul really wants to go in, in this life. And put a different way, what Syl really does is she helps women embrace their destiny. I like that. I like the word destiny. And really find and walk their own unique and authentically lived life. So that's what she's going to come in and do with us for the month of May, which is my birthday month. I'm so excited for this. And again, Syl has been such an instrumental part in my soul-led life, which is why I'm having her be the one to come in for soul sessions this month. So you might be asking, what's the soul got to do with planning? And that is a really good question. Over the past, I don't know how long have I been doing this, probably a decade, I've noticed that when women are are planning for anything, anything, whether that's growing your business or being the best mother you can be or decluttering your house or really tuning into the health of your body. Our first inclination is to it's to find time for the tasks at hand, right? All the things that we have to do. And what happens is our to-do list then grows. <laughs> and as it's growing, what we basically have to do is muster up the willpower to get through it. Do you see how the energy shifts in that? Like, so we're we're creating this to-do list based on tasks and we're having to like find willpower, which isn't very fun. And everything starts to feel overwhelming instead of pleasurable. And we've been doing this for so long, or at least I know I had, that pleasurable isn't even a word that maybe you're thinking about right now, but life's supposed to be pleasurable. Isn't that what it's really all about? Yeah, right? So we don't want to be in overwhelm. So the truth is, this is the truth. The truth is that you, you, my dear, are so exquisite and amazing, and have such an amazing life ahead of you. And stopping and connecting with your soul gives you the time to really appreciate the person that you are, the person that you already are, the person that you're becoming. And the space, it gives you the space you need to really grow into her. Does that make sense? So that's why we're hosting these soul sections, soul sessions, because at some level, we got to do this work to 
really be able to dream and plan and follow through and lead the life that we're meant to lead. And so that's what's going down in May for four Wednesdays for 90 minutes. And if this calls to you, I hope that you will join us. I have created a page that describes a little bit more about the timing and some really exciting bonuses and why you might do this. So you can go check that out by heading over to plansimple.com and there will be a pop-up that comes up and a banner at the top of the page that links to it. So find it and sign up if this calls to you. I don't, there's not many ways to come into this world with me um, at a deeper level like this that's not joining me for a year. I do truly believe in a year as a way to create transformation. And anyone who's in Flow 365 or I guess decides to join in the next two weeks um, get soul sessions. But I also want to call in anyone who this is really feeling like something that you want to do. You want to do this spring and you really want some clarity. You're looking for some clarity and it's going to be magical. So go check it out at plansimple.com and I really hope to see you in circle at Soul Sessions. All right. So with no further ado, let's get the amazing Syl on the show and hear from her. Hello, Syl. Welcome to the Plan Simple podcast. Hello, Mia. Thank you for having me. I'm so, I'm so excited, excited to be. I'm so excited. We're both. I know we're in. so excited. We can't. We're just going to keep talking over each other. Oh my gosh. Um, so Syl is back for a second time, which is so fun to me whenever I have people back because we just get to start by going deeper than we get to go the first time. So we're going to like dive right in for people, which is so good. So a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about what we were going to do here and we're talking about the soul sessions coming up in May, um, you were sharing with me your new website and what you're focused on. And you said that you love working with women who are the big, who are just beginning to sense that the quality of their life may have more to do with their inner life than their outer circumstances. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so good. And that's why we need you for the month of May. Um, because I feel like in, in flow, a lot of times people come in thinking that we're really dealing with outside circumstances and very quickly start to understand that the transformation comes from the inside out. So, which I think is your tagline. So will you just tell us a little bit, will you talk a little bit to that? Absolutely. Uh, it, and it is my tagline, uh, uh, transformation from the inside out. And um, I love the question because it's the heart of um, what I am focused on in my work and what, and also the way of living that has transformed the quality of my life. Um, it's very much informed by my teacher, Marion Woodman, um, who passed away almost five years ago. She was an uh, exceptional teacher, um, a great privilege to study under her Jungian um, teacher, Jungian psychology analyst, uh, author of a dozen books. And uh, put simply, uh, if one can put these things simply, uh, Jungian psychology 
uh, uh, particularly the way Marion Woodman uh, approached it and where she took it in her, her next generation after Jung was um, about, um, is about and was about really um, learning the wisdom of that the inner reflects the outer. You know, so it's like the cart before the horse, you know, so much in our culture, we're taught, well, if we have all these things or a life that looks this way, or we're successful in these ways, then we'll be happy. Then the inside will be happy. Yeah. And uh, actually, um, what I discovered uh, in my life was the opposite was true. And uh, it took some real... Um, you know, painful encounters with fate for me to learn that. And um, part of what happened during that time was that I found Marion Woodman and her work made such an impression on me. And it really um, became, has become the heart of what I do. Yeah. I love that. I love that. It's so true. It's so interesting. Um, it's a hard, it's a hard concept to really grasp because I feel like you have to, you almost have to just start living that way in order to really understand that the inside is creating the outside. And it's somewhat of a leap of faith. Um, and both of us talk a lot about balance, the word balance, which is oddly controversial. I get called out on it all the time. Like, stop talking about work-life balance. Stop talking about work-life wellness balance. Like, balance doesn't exist. But I think one of the reasons I love that word so much is because when I'm talking about it, I am talking about the inside. I'm talking about the feeling of balance, which in my experience has a lot less to do with what's happening on the outside than on the inside. So can we talk about balance and... um how, like how that plays out, how the word balance sits with you and your work. Uh, great question. It's brilliant the way you're putting it out because uh, it, it's like uh, when, when people call you out, as you say, for the work-life balance comments and yeah. teaching and like, almost like it also like, Oh my, one more thing I have to do is have work-life balance. And exactly. it's actually, and then I love the way you bring it in again into the inside. It's how you feel. It's the inner transformation. Uh, and, and so, so when we land on that reality, that it's how you feel, it's like an inner transformation, then the outer um, begins to reflect that inner transformation, not the other way around. Yeah. I mean, it's not that we don't work both directions, but, you know, again, in our culture, it'd be, well, you have to get the balance of work life um, on the outside and then you'll be feel balanced. Yeah. And, and, you know, this is where you and I, Mia really, um, you know, are in sync. This is why we love to be in conversation together because we, it's like kind of like a spiritual transformation. It's, it, it's psychological too. Um, but it's, it's, it's something that, that happens inside. Um, and yes, the feedback of the out of balance um, 
can be a, can lead us in the direction of exploring uh, what's going on inside of us. Yeah. Let me give you an example. Um, I was an emotional eater uh, when I was a teenager and when I was in my 20s. I'm in my 60s now. So that was a long time ago. Uh, but it, it, it really has been um, a, partly a journey of mine to make peace with my body and food. And it's kind of a perfect example for me and for a lot of women and girls, you know, because in our culture, unfortunately, um, a lot of women and girls struggle with their body image and their relationship to food. And um, so initially, um, you know, this is like I, my mother taught me to diet. And the dieting was going to, the outer work was going to make me happy. I was going to lose weight and then I was going to be balanced and at peace. Well, what I was to find out is that actually the more I dieted, the more out of balance I became and the more I was struggling inside. Um, You know, it's not that dieting doesn't help a person lose weight, but it's not a sustainable or permanent way of living. And it's certainly not a happy way to live. Yeah. Um, and so um, that was the time in my 20s when I started learning about intuitive eating and the non-diet approach, um, and which really involved doing internal work uh, around transforming my relationship to myself. Like what, you know, you know, the emotional eating was a symptom, it was a call from my soul. And so by my l- learning that, and this is Marion Woodman, my teacher's work. Her work was very much around um, uh, eating disorders and um, wa- a woman's relationship to her body and food. That was one of um, her, her great topics that she wrote about as a call, as a call to the internal world, um, to one's relationship with oneself. And what was the symptom um, the symptom was, you know, um, was a way in to me um, making peace um, with everything that was underneath the emotional eating. Yeah, I love that as an example because, um, and I'm going to give an example in a sec too, because I think what's so interesting to me is that a lot of times when balance is about all the things on the outside, First of all, there's a lot more people who we have to like, especially when we have a family and kids and spouses, there's a lot more people who we have to get involved to create the balance. Like it's less about us. Like I love that when you take it on yourself and it's an agreement with your soul, like it's you doing the work. It's not like, you know, I'm doing this and you're doing this. And it's like the balance is simple. Like to find balance is so much simpler when it's, when you're in relationship, when what you're doing is coming into relationship with your soul, which I just love. And um, I mean, I have been talking about you a lot around my world. So if people are new, they might not have heard me talk about you, but still has been so instrumental in my past year and a half or so since we met. And um one of the things that I say a lot about last year was technically it was like one of the hardest years ever. So if we, if, if you, if somebody was literally looking on paper at the outside of my life, it would have seemed very out of balance, actually. Like if I had have just written down all that was going on in my life, it would have seemed out of balance, but I have never been so imbalanced in my life as I was last year. Um, and I attribute that a lot to you. And, mm. um, you know, it was a, 
that was just like the, you know, I, I've been doing this work for a long time, but that really was an instance that showed me um, how true this is, how true it is that balance is coming from the inside, not from the outside. Yeah, right. It, it, it's really, um, and that's why when these, uh, when shit happens, <laughs> And in the, in, when Jung, in Jungian psychology, you know, we call, you know, we call it fate. Yeah. Um, and, and Marion would teach us that, you know, fate is what happens to us. Destiny is how we walk it. Ooh, I love that. Right. And so you chose Mia to walk it in a certain way. Yeah. Y- you know, you, you, you met it. Yeah. You embraced it. And, um, and I, I, I was really inspired by the way in which you did that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So what that, like how this all has to do with planning, which is, I know why people tune in here is for me, the most interesting thing is, is that sometimes what, if we're planning from the outside, what shows up on our calendar is very different when we're when we're planning from the inside, because for me, coming into balance is a lot around slowing down. It's a lot around, you know, planning for times like space. Um, it just, you, I literally end up with different things in my days than I do when I'm thinking, you know, when I get into a phase of, you know, the other way, the thinking from the outside in. Um, so it's, it's interesting to me that like, totally, we, we end up doing different things to be this different way. Um, yet maybe even the result on the outside looks similar. I don't know, but, but that's, what's so interesting to me. So one of the things that I'm always telling people to do, and you're always telling me to do (laughs) is to slow down. So can we talk about that? Especially right now? Like, I just feel like, feel like in the pandemic, to me, the silver lining was that we were all asked to slow down (laughs) and then all of a sudden, or maybe not all of a sudden, but then as stuff started to go back to whatever normal was in some instances, I felt like we almost felt like we needed to speed up like more than we even were before. So right. To, to, to make up for for the slow. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, such a great question because it, it again it's the heart of the matter for me and from a Jungian um, perspective again Jungian psychology the kind of lineage that I that I inherited from my teacher Marion Woodman and what I what I love to share with the women that I work with uh, is one of the ways of looking at it is um, we have these these different energies in us and in Jungian psychology sometimes it's referred to as the masculine and the feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could also call it like being and doing yes. or uh, yin and yang. Um, what's interesting when we call it masculine feminine is we can get confused with ger- gender or, yes. you know, but all um, men, women, and everybody who identifies to whoever they are um, is that these two energies um, have nothing to do with gender. Like, a man can have a really, really developed feminine side. A woman can have a really developed masculine side. Um, and again, people that don't identify with either um, can still be working with these energies. 
um, consciously and call them whatever they want. Uh, uh, and so in patriarchy, which maybe some of, uh, I suspect some of the women who are listening have, have heard a lot talked about patriarchy. And I wanted to define it from the point of view of my teacher, Marion Woodman. She, she helped me so much with what this was, um, this, this, this patriarchy. So um, she came from um, a world, um, not so much of feminism, although she was a feminist, but of understanding what's called sometimes the divine feminine or the archetypal feminine. And so she was really, when she taught about patriarchy, it wasn't like only like women are um, victim to patriarchy at all. It was like, she sometimes said men are even, you know, more victims to patriarchy, that their feelings in our culture are suppressed at an earlier age. Um, Little boys told that they're sissies if they cry. Um, Yada, yada. What I want, the point I want to make about patriarchy is that it's, it's a culture out of balance. Yeah. Um, So when, when we look at, masculine attributes and feminine attributes. Let me, let me describe like in a way, even the, you know, um, plan simple is, is, is masculine and feminine, you know, it's like, um, you know, the planning is the more active, the doing the simple is the more being it's the slowing down. And so really just right in the name of your work, Mia is the two energies, which I just love that. And so, so when I break it down, um, the way my teacher taught us, the masculine would be again, the positive masculine. We're not, we're talking about, you know, absolutely wonderful attributes that we all want, you know, so action, thinking, uh, goals, um, uh, focus, precision, discernment. Those are some of the, the masculine attributes. Logic, beautiful. We need them. Yeah. The positive feminine attributes are being as opposed to the doing. Um, process as opposed to the goal. Um, and um, feeling as opposed to thinking. Um, yeah. And so these are all essential in a culture to be in balance and in a person to be in balance, that we, that we find a balance of these different qualities, attributes, ways of, of being in the world. So in patriarchy, um, the way my teacher would define it, masculine values are overemphasized. Yeah. You probably even noticed as I was listening listing them that, um, you know, logic and thinking are more valued than feeling in our culture. Now, I think that's starting to change. Um, you've probably noticed that goals, I'm sure you talk about this all the time in Plan Simple, are, have been more valuable than the process. And what I know you're teaching um, and holds so dear to the to, to your work here, Mia, is that the process is the goal. The process is as important as the goal. In fact, the way to the get the goal is that awesome. <laughs> the process, is the way or how we're with it on our way to achieving it. Yeah. Um, and so I love the way she held patriarchy. It was not necessarily with anger, which would be fine if you're angry at patriarchy. It's more with an understanding and an overview of the way over 
a few thousand years now, these ways of, of, of uh, these masculine attributes have been over-idealized, emphasized to our detriment. Um, we've lost sight of how to, we don't even know how to slow down. And, and I do feel for me too, the um, silver lining of COVID was that I slowed down quite a bit. And I, I, I vowed not to go back to, um, you know, uh, some of the imbalance that I came in touch with through slowing down in COVID. Uh, yeah, so, so that's, uh, again, how you and I are in sync. Yeah. Uh, with our with our work. It's not just transformation from the inside out. It's this n- notion of balance. How do we feel? How do we create a balance of these two energies within ourselves that literally um, is in your plan simple? There it is right there. Well, it's funny because, you know, when whenever we plan anything, whether it's like 90 days or a week or whatever we're doing, the first question in the planner and out of my mouth is always, how do you want to feel? <laughs> Like that's where we start, right? It's like, and and from how do you want to feel, you actually decide like what piece you're going to take on like from that. But also as you're going through and maybe coming against obstacles or whatnot, you can ask yourself, how can I feel this way? And a lot of women are like, just have never given themselves permission to decide how they want to feel, which is always really interesting. Um, and That's so not, it never occurred to them, maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because who who would have asked them that, that and when? You yeah. know, in patriarchy, um, unfortunately. Um, it's a system that's not as concerned with how we feel as to what who what we've accomplished. Yeah. And 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 so then where's the soul? Yeah, you know, exactly. Where, you know, like I, I'm okay with accomplishment. But if it's not connected to soul and our authentic self, then yeah. you've lost me. <laughs> yeah. And it's super interesting. I love, I love t- talking and I have so much more to learn and talk about masculine and feminine. Cause I definitely feel like one of the ways that I came into balance was um, actually fighting the idea of a plan because I wanted to be, I wanted to be more in the flow and I wanted to come from my feelings. And I was definitely like coming up against the structure of the patriarchy, I guess, which I didn't have any words for at the time, but that's what was happening. And I hear from people all the time that, you know, they don't like planning seems constricting or on, you know, not freedom focused, um, which is so interesting because, in the end, what I've learned is that 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 container, that structure of having um, make even just making the space to go through a process is is super helpful and sometimes necessary in the world we live in, or otherwise we just don't give ourselves the time. Yeah, you know, I, I love your work because of the way in which you do it, and planning is essential. It's like like you, just like you said, it's, it's, it's the feminine without the masculine will get us nowhere. Yeah. It is the active principle. Yeah. And uh, to plan. Um, But, but how are we going to plan? We're going to plan in your case, what you're teaching from our feelings. Wow. That is the dance of Shiva Shakti. That is the dance of the masculine and feminine of yin yang. Um, is finding that sweet spot where they're working together. 
Yeah. And one of the reasons I'm so excited to have you come into flow is that I'm so good at the simplifying part. I'm so good at like seeing people's edges. And then when, 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 when someone hits that edge and needs the support to access their feelings or understand why they're not letting their dreams happen. I'm so excited for you to be there for a month. So but yay. That's so exciting. I'm so excited too. (laughs) So that brings me to sort of you being in my life and me inviting you into um, this world. One of the big lessons for me that it's interesting. I, I kind of feel like I always had a little bit of this because even as a child, I definitely enjoyed my parents' friends more than I enjoyed my peers. So in some sense, I've always um, wanted to seek guidance from those who came before me. Like I've always had some quality of that, but definitely the way that society is set up as for mother, you know, for just, I guess that it's set up for everyone. I found definitely over the past, you know, I don't know. Gosh, I can't believe I have an 18 year old. So 20 years, (laughs) um, I was definitely aligning more with people my own age because, you know, my kids were with kids, their own age. Um, the parents were around my old age. So people were like in similar spots to how I was. And I didn't really see, um, I didn't really see like that, (laughs) that I needed more for, for a while there. And when you came into my world, I was like, oh my gosh, like it is so powerful to be in conversation with people who've been before you, who've done work before you, who've raised kids before you, who've come into some of the same obstacles that you're now coming into. Um, You know, another big one in that line was I've had so many conversations with you and other women in the past two years about perimenopause, which is something that we just like never talk about. So there's just this value I feel like of having elders in our community. And I'm calling you that because you've called yourself that because <laughs> you are so young Proudly. at heart. <laughs> Proudly. Um, but one of the things that I really want to make sure we're doing um, in flow and in this community is is really having a, a, a multi-generational, it's something I want in my life. And it's something I want for people I work with to have sort of a multi-generational viewpoint, which is you know, one of the major reasons besides all your expertise, one of the reasons I want you want you here in May. So I know that you um, really call have, you know, are stepping into calling yourself an elder, and I've heard you refer to yourself as a crone. So will you just <laughs> will you tell us a little bit about that and and you stepping into that and what that might mean sure. for people who aren't that? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I find myself as you're talking about, like, like also reflecting inside as I do, um, to how I feel. And I feel a little heartbreak, um, that the culture, um, that it's so hard to create multi-generational community, um, often our own families are on the other side of the country. Um, so we don't get that, you know, like the olden days for better or worse. (laughs) Um, but, uh, that even, that 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 we're missing um, that in, in in a daily way that essential food um, of the elders um, and the guidance of the elders, and then even if we do have family nearby, sometimes that family um, it's not an eldership that I'm going to call conscious or mature. Like you can be an elder, like an old person older 
um, which is not a bad word. I'm like totally down with it. I'm into it. Um, but also not be wise. You know, you could, you could be a 20 year old elder, you know, it's, it, that's what I love about archetypal language is that crone is the, is the word for a, a woman who's an elder, a wise woman. It's even has sort of a negative connotation, which is why I love to own it. And cause I think it's really a cool word and I'm, it's like comes from the same word as crown. So I'm wearing my queen crone crown, queen of, <laughs> We're crown so of appreciative of it, <laughs> crown of age. Um, but the heartbreak lies in that even sometimes our own mothers, and this was true of my own mother, is that she just um, was never, in some ways, was never initiated into her full whole woman self. And so she couldn't guide me accordingly as much, you know, I longed for it. And that's part of why I sought out Marion Woodman because she did have that gravitas that I, that I craved and needed and couldn't get from my own mother um, or grandmother. Um, They just had not developed in that way. Um, and so, you know, I just, I just want to speak to that as I, as I speak to being an elder, because I, I wanted it so much, I found it. And so I, I seek to be that um, and am available to be that um, and love being that because it, it made such a huge difference in, in my life um, to have um, Marion Woodman fill in the gap so to speak. You know, when we use the term, it takes a village to, to raise a child, you know, it takes a village. We, we have to realize that this, the subheading is it takes a village to support mothers in raising children. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it takes. Or to support um, women and being. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Um, and to raise us, you know, because yeah. I there were so many parts of me that still needed to be raised, and they still need to be raised. Um, we're always growing. Um, so, so I I love this role. I mean, yeah. it, it actually gives me so much joy, and um, to play with it, and to to own the word word crone and be proud of that, and in a in a culture that that uh, where they want, you know, there were women sometimes often feel invisible as they get older. And um, the question is, again, even if we live in a culture that does that to us, we don't have to, again, it's the inside, it's the inside work. If I don't feel invisible to myself, then I don't care what the culture thinks about me. That to me is the mature crone. You know, the woman um, who is like really has made peace with herself such that um, she doesn't need the validation, um, you know, the external validation of a youth loving culture, which is about um, how you look and that, you don't have the wrinkles or the gray hair or the whatever. And, um, you know, it's so liberating to have had Marion guide me into this, um, into this arena where I am f- truly free. 
Yeah, um, I love that. Uh, and and, and that my again, what we started with, Maya, uh, 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 Mia. <laughs> I was thinking about Maya, um, the goddess Maya, um, but the goddess Mia here. Um, you know, it's it's like where we started. Transformation happens from the inside out. So as an elder. Um, I am at peace with my eldership. In fact, celebrating it. It's wonderful to have arrived here. And um, and then I'm not looking, you know, to the outside for validation. I love that. And I love because, I mean, I think part of um, the gift of the elder and the gift that you're going to give um, when you, when you're in community with us in May is that sometimes in order to be free as the way that you're saying you are. And what I think probably a lot of listeners are, are like, wow, you know, like I can't wait until I feel that way. And I don't care what anyone thinks about me. Um, we have to be seen. And I think we put so much pressure on like our spouses and our, our friend who has no idea and um, just all these people in our communities who might be younger than us in, in their souls to see us. And then we're frustrated that we're not seen. And so I, I, I personally think that so much of the benefit and why I'm so excited for you to be in is that you will truly see everyone who's on those Zoom calls. Um, and that's a part of the initiation into mm. you know, the, everyone else's crondom, if that's the, if that's their goal. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And crondom is a state of mind. You know, yes. it's really Greta Thornburg is a crone, you know? Yes. Yes. I love <laughs> it, it. You know, it's sort of like she, she doesn't care what people think of her and she is like free bound and determined um, to pursue her, um, you know, her, her calling um, to um, awaken people about the state of the earth. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So true. I love that. All right. So is there anything that we've missed that you feel like people need to know in order to know that, that, I don't know, to just to know that they're on the right track or um, that well, they should join I, us in May or whatever. Uh, well, you know, one of the things I love that, that you talk about, Mia, is that when with planning, we're making an agreement to become our future, yeah, selves. future selves. Yes. yes yeah. Yes. And, and so I'm kind of my future self, you know, yes. like, <laughs> that that I was, you know, when you're looking at when you're in your 30s, 40s, even 50s, you're going, oh, man, my future self is in her 60s. Yes. And And now you're there. I know I'm going to be 67 this year. And like, my future self is in my 70s, 80s and 90s. And um, I just want to say that it gets better and better and better. Like you think you're, I remember thinking, oh, women that are 60s, like their life's over and they're, they're already dead, you know? I mean, not quite, but I'm, I'm exaggerating, but, yes. and I, I, I'm just, I just cannot believe the opposite is true, you know, yes. again, but especially if you're, you're living from the inside out. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. Um, uh, and so the more I live into my, uh, future my my what I thought was a future self yeah um, you know you know kind of like you're planning for retirement and by the way I don't see 
I don't think I'm ever going to retire. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. Cause it's good. Right. Like, cause it's not it's like so when, it's bad, when it's bad, we want to retire when it's good. Right. It's like, why are, why don't we keep showing up? Yeah. To this? And I love, I love that you mentioned that because um, very often we do meditations or journaling prompts about really connecting to your future self, because I feel like when we connect to her, that's how we figure out the processes basically that we, we want to go on. And we're doing it in the name of her because really all planning is, is, is a gift to her so that you can show yeah. up like in the day, you know, in yeah. honor of her. And, and, you know, whenever we finish those you know, and, we ask people for their ahas. It's like, I've heard people say they felt like they were a foot taller, you know, everyone's happy and glowing and there's not a lot of fear in that future self. I mean, the future self is always just it, it at ease and joy, pure joy. And so I think it's so cool that that's not, you know, and I think some of us think that that's like the, you know, the string that's always in front of us and it's not yeah. really somewhere we arrive. Yeah. So yeah. I love yeah. that we can bring somebody in who knows that actually, you know, you can, you can be there for quite some time in your real life. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I love, I, I, I look forward to talking more about that. It's just so, so, so delicious. So delicious. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so looking forward to our soul sessions. Oh my gosh. So much fun. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And um, my pleasure, my pleasure. All right. Thanks. At the end of every episode, I always choose three doable changes. So you can take what you've heard and put it into action because action is how change happens. But here's the thing. I think we have this idea that in order for a big change to happen, which I know many of my listeners are craving, that The action that we take has to be huge and big, as big as the desire. But the truth is, is that the little things really do add up, especially when they're really thoughtful. And so that's why around here, I always encourage one doable change at a time so that you can really fit it into your life. You can play with it. You can explore the timing of it and how it really can serve you. And then you can move on to the next change, one at a time. And if you were to do one doable change a week, at the end of a year, you'd have at least 50 things that might only take five minutes a day or less, but they are transforming you every moment. And that is pretty cool. So here are three doable changes from my chat with Syl. And again, choose the one that most resonates with you and really lean into that one. And then next week, you can do the next one. So here's number one, decide how you want to feel. How you want to feel is the starting point to balance and transformation. You do need to put things into time at some point, but too many people do that first without thinking how they want to feel. So really let your feelings lead you. You could even ask yourself every time you're about to start something in your day, whether it's a meeting or a meal or an encounter with a kid, even if it's just 10 minutes, how do I want to feel right now? And then see what happens next. All right, that was number one. You could have fun with that over the course of a week. Here's number two, plan time for space. That might sound counterintuitive, I know, but we need to slow down and 
that's not how the world around us is necessarily working. We need space in our lives and it doesn't just happen. So look at your calendar for the next week and literally go in and block off time for space to be instead of to do, that feminine energy that Sill referenced. To see what happens when you slow down, right? What is possible when you just slow down? And here's the thing, it might not be comfortable, oh my goodness, but it will be so rewarding. And once you block off the space, practice putting firm boundaries around it. That's why this really is a doable change. It is something that needs focus. I know it sounds pretty simple to just put space in your calendar, but you've got to follow through with it. You've got to let that really happen and unfold in your life. And it's so easy with all that we do to let that space go. All right. And by the way, if you want extra help with this one, you really want some a container for which to slow down in, you've got to join us for May. You've got to join us for Soul Sessions with Sill and Inflow 365 in May because it's going to be epic. It's going to be amazing. And sometimes such things are easier done in community than alone. All right, here's doable change number three. Make an agreement with your future self. Who will you be in five years, 10 years, Dare you ask 20 years? How will you feel? What will your home be like? What will your ideal day be like? What is one thing that you can do to bring that feeling into your next season, into your next 90 days? All right. We have some journaling prompts that we've linked to in the show notes that might help you with some ideas. But Making an agreement with your future self is always the first step in following through on a plan. All right, you all, that's what I've got for today. And I cannot wait to see you on the next episode or around our community if you decide to dive in. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, Share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five-minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart, and have a great day.